Hey guys, and welcome back to the Evolving Less Repeating Podcast with me, Alicia. And for those who don't know it, my Instagram is at Alicia underscore Elena. And this week, I'm going to be honest, I felt quite shit. I felt really shit. Um, I've been quite busy and I've been doing what I normally do by ticking things off my to-do list every day, but I've just felt a bit under the weather. So I was like, you know what? No, I want to switch the narrative, change it up and actually think what I'm proud of. And that is my fitness journey. So I was like, yes, I'm going to record my podcast today all about this. And I didn't want it to be a generic fitness journey, testimonial podcast where people literally say, I felt shit. I lost weight, now I feel sexy. You know, for me to go through it, and that's how I thought it would be, it's so much more than that. And I wanted to talk more about the difference in mindset you get, how you challenge limiting beliefs from yourself and others, and doubts you have about yourself, and doubts from others, and also how you probably might lose friends when you start to look after yourself. So yeah, All in all, this episode, I'm going to talk about how I went from feeling really shit about myself, being overweight, not loving myself at all, to now believing I am that bitch. (laughs) So yeah, let's get straight into it. So to be honest, throughout my whole childhood and most of my teenage years, I was overweight and I had such a bad relationship with food. And when I was about 15, 16, I was like, you know what, this this is enough. I want to really take care of myself. So I started looking into different food groups. I started sorting out my diet and joined a gym. But to be honest, gym wise, all I did was like cardio. So treadmill, bike for an hour. That was it. Probably like once or twice a week. Um, I did dance, but I never did any weight training. No confidence to even step into that section of the gym Um, because I had no idea what I was doing. And as I spoke about in the first podcast, all I'd actually do was like those DVDs, you know, like where they have an instructor with like the 2kg dumbbells and that's all I'd do. Um, So yeah, I did lose quite a lot of weight, but I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, But when, I think a couple of years after that, I'd say about 17, 18, I had a lot of digestive, digestive? Yeah, digestive system problems. I think I said that so weird, but yeah, I had so many problems with my digestive system and it turns out it was IBS, but honestly, the journey of figuring that out was such a shit storm. So basically I had a period of time where I cut out gluten, I cut out lactose, everything, and I lost so much weight. Um, to be honest, I liked how my body looked because I didn't feel... Um, I was podgy or whatever but it wasn't sustainable for me because I just eat in excess what I could eat so I still had such a bad relationship with food and it got to a point where even though I was cutting out certain things and I was you know being sensible with my food choices I still had such a bad stomach it was so bloated all the time and it just really affected me so I was like you know what I need to do something about this so I went to the doctors told them what was what and first of all they said exercise like more so I was like okay safe I'll do that did it no change I went back okay look at your diet even though my diet was pretty sound like it it was okay like it was not unhealthy it was balanced um but obviously I'm going to listen to the doctors so I did this like 
FODMAP diet, which I kind of was already using before I went to the doctors because I was trying to stay away from certain things because um, I realised certain things were triggering me. Again, tried it, nothing changed. If anything, it kind of just got worse over time. And I just kept going back because <sighs> you know your body, don't you? You know when something's not right. You know you're not going crazy, you know, thinking you're over, like being over the top and being dramatic. And I think the more I went back, the more they kind of took me seriously. So, <sighs> this is crazy. At one point, they put me on antidepressants. I'm not depressed, I've not got depression. They put me on antidepressants to stop, if I remember correctly, <laughs> to stop the nerve endings in my stomach firing neurons to stop the bloating. It still baffles me today. I literally took a few. It didn't sit right with me. I didn't feel well, um, mainly because I didn't really need them. Um, and oh, that was just crazy. And I just kept going back, going back. And then they were like, right, we're going to do some more tests. And I think this is when, for me, I just got quite scared. So um, they ran tests and they were thinking, okay, um, we think it might be cancer. And I was like, what? I genuinely, even now, I still, I don't know, I still feel a bit weird talking about it because at any age, it's scary. But when I was 18, you know, telling me you might not have kids, prepare for this, that and the other, it was like, oh my God. So genuinely thought that was it was in and out of the hospital having all these different tests and I remember one day I was at work and I just felt shocking so they sent me home and I was at home and I just I just wasn't okay I couldn't do certain things and ended up going to the hospital admitted me all happened so fast and again they ran more tests and they were like right it's not cancer I was like right okay that's a win, that's a positive. And they were like, we're not sure what it is still. So they're still doing all these tests. And then after a while, they were like, okay, we think it's IBS. And I was like, what? I genuinely, I couldn't believe it because I was like, how? I just couldn't believe it. Um, so they said it was IBS and they found different things going on. Um, but I was like, right, okay. Um, admit me to a dietitian this, that and the other, and the dietitian again said FODMAP diet, which is where you have certain food groups and, you know, try and not have too much of food groups that might trigger bloating, whatever. And I'm still doing it. And honestly, I was just so frustrated. I genuinely hated myself, hated my body. I thought, right, this is it. I'm going to be bloated forever. I'm going to feel shit forever. I'm never going to be able to wear clothes I want to wear because anyone who bloats or anyone who doesn't feel right in their body won't feel confident and it shows. So honestly, it was such a shit time. I was crying every night. Um, it was awful. And at the end of like the dietitian meeting, I was like, honestly, I just feel so deflated. I just, I got really emotional actually. And I was like, I don't know what to do because I'm trying everything. And she was like, right, you know what? Try probiotics. And I was like, what is that? Never heard of it. Um, bearing in mind, <laughs> I've researched everything. And she was like, try probiotics. Well, oh my God, it changed my life. 
Um, absolutely incredible. I spoke about it on one of my Instagram posts. Um, but what I have now is this probiotic called Alflorex, and I have it before I have anything in the day, and it just puts good bacteria into your stomach. I no longer cut out gluten, anything. I do have a balanced diet. Um, but yeah, absolutely changed my life. And it all started to come under control. So it did take a very long time for me to get to that point. Nearly a year, if not more. But yeah, at least we've got to the bottom of it. And in all honesty, which I'm not even surprised at, training was not at the forefront of my mind, nor was the gym because I didn't really care. So I slowly started getting back into the gym, slowly got started regaining my strength. Um, and I started doing gym classes um, because my body confidence was in the shit. So was my self-esteem, everything. I even had to like avoid looking at myself in mirrors because I'd overanalyze. It would just be really, really bad and quite negative. Um, so I started getting into my nutrition again to try and slowly realign everything and one evening my cousin said she was getting married and wanted all the family to go to Mexico to celebrate so we did booked it like that was it and I was like okay listen like let's do it let's really feel confident let's feel sexy but I don't know what it was I had a very limiting mindset and a really negative doubtful belief about myself that I couldn't be happy in myself because I'd kind of been through the ringer, I'd tried and failed so much with my body composition to feel good about myself and I kind of settled for feeling mediocre and meh. I really couldn't be bothered to fail again. So during one of the um, gym classes I went to, I don't know what it was, it must have been the endorphins, I don't know what, but at the end of the class I just pulled the gym manager to the side and I was like, do you recommend any PTs? I want to feel good for a holiday, this, that and the other. And she recommended me a PT and yeah, I just went for it. <laughs> just literally, I just didn't think, I just did it. I was like, right, book a consultation call, just go for it. And I remember being so, so nervous. I wouldn't even recognise me if I saw me now because I remember being so nervous and just how I held myself. I wasn't a confident person. I did not believe in myself. But you know what? I owe everything to who I was then because I had balls. I went for it. So <laughs> yeah, I owe myself a lot. So started working with um, my coach at the time, Leah, and I was literally Bambi on ice. As I said, I had never properly weight trained before. All I'd done was those like DVDs in the comfort of your living room. Um, so yeah, it was a proper learning curve for me. And my coach helped me gain so much confidence and I genuinely, genuinely fell in love with weight training, the whole process, everything. And obviously I had a lot of challenges, like, you know, having to work with my relationship on food, which I will do another podcast on this because the podcast would be so long if I talked about it all in here. But I think the big thing for me was realising that when you put yourself first and you start looking after yourself, you get a lot of haters. <laughs> Genuinely, I was expecting it. Like, wow, the amount of people who doubted me, doubted my trainer, doubted my trainer's capabilities to train me and, you know, thinking she doesn't know what she's doing, 
blatantly saying they think I'd fail and fuck up, basically. And questioning constantly how I was doing things. It was draining. And I'm not going to name names or anything, but there is one example um, of this person I used to work with when I was in the swing of things with my training, nutrition, um, goal setting, whatever. And I used to work with them and they would constantly, and I mean constantly, be on my back about what I was eating, when I was eating it, how many calories in this, that and the other, doubting me, everything. And you know what, there's a difference between genuinely being intrigued in what someone's doing and then actually just putting your nose in and belittling you um, and just being quite a negative energy. So yeah, it was just a lot and basically saying, I didn't know what I was doing, my coach was wrong. It was just a lot. And I think because I wasn't the person I am now back then, I genuinely let them just walk all over me and belittle me and just make me feel shit. But if that happened now, I now have the balls to be like, fuck off and do one. Do you know what I mean? It's taken me a while to come to this point, but no one deserves to treat you like shit. So after a while, I just blocked it out. I was like, you know what? I trust in what I'm doing. I trust in my coach. I trust I'm going to do well. I'm not allowing this to come into my headspace. And later down the line, they came up to me and they were like, you know what? I just want to apologise. And to be fair, I do appreciate that because they said, you know, I was jealous that you were succeeding at a quicker rate than I was. And, you know, I thought you looked better than me, this, that and the other. And yes, of course, I'm grateful for that apology. But I was lucky to get that. So I feel like whoever's listening to this right now, if you have that kind of person in your life or you can relate to what I'm saying, you won't always get an apology. So that's why it's so important to recognise, you know what, just keep fucking going and stay in your lane and just keep doing you because insecurities are loud, okay? When people are insecure, they'll let you know about it by how they treat you and belittle you. So yeah, that was a massive learning curve. And by the time Mexico came around, I felt good. I felt really good, but deep down, even though I knew I lost the weight and I got a flat stomach, whatever, I knew I still had a lot of personal development to do because genuinely, when I was in Mexico, I was like, I can't post a picture in my bikini because people are going to tear me down. And if I enjoy food, you know, like burgers, stuff you want to eat, I was like... I'm going to put weight on. And then if I post a picture, they're going to think, yep, she's fucked up. And saying that now, it's like, wow, like I, it just wasn't okay. And it took, you know, the help of my family to be like, Lissy, you look amazing. You've worked fucking hard. Enjoy this time and enjoy your effort. So I was like, yes, I slowly started to relax and really owned it. Enjoy the time with my family, made amazing memories and felt sick. But <laughs> to be honest, looking back, it was after the holiday, it was after Mexico, when I truly started to come into my own. And a lot of changes happened. So I started uni, I moved city, constantly pushing myself out of my comfort zone. And I booked a photo shoot. So <laughs> this is when I was like, oh my god, I'm sexy. <laughs> I 
never forget it. I was doing the shoot and I just felt ridiculous. I felt so good. The penny had finally dropped that confidence starts in you. It doesn't even matter what you look like. It's how you feel about yourself. So that was such a wake-up call to me to just go for stuff. And after that time, I worked with my coach to build up my calories, to build more muscle. And I think that's when we both really noticed certain patterns coming up and how bad my relationship with food still was. It even got to a point where my self-esteem was just at rock bottom, self-confidence was low, and it even affected whether or not I was intimate with people, whether or not I had sex, because I viewed myself in such a negative light, I had no confidence. So I'm definitely going to do a later podcast on this about how my relationship with food affected my confidence. So yeah, um, I pushed through everything and through lockdown, I was preparing for another photo shoot. And when I was on set for that, I just, I don't know, I didn't feel that happy, to be honest. I felt I could have been leaner, I felt I could look better. But looking back, I'm like, Lissy, you did the best you could during a global pandemic. Give it a rest. So honestly, now I look at those pictures and I think I look incredible. So, (laughs) but to be honest, it was the growth in mindset for me. It was how I chose to appreciate how far I'd come how hard I'd worked and, you know, how I was actually working hard to stay positive when it would have been so much easier to be negative, how I kept on all vision and didn't allow myself to compare my opening chapters to someone else's chapter 50 and someone else's body. So that was definitely the biggest win over how much body fat I was holding. And at the end of the day, the biggest lesson I've learned through my fitness journey, which is still ongoing, is the importance of staying in your lane and not allowing yourself to ever doubt your capabilities because you'll be faced with jealousy, you'll be faced with adversity, comparisons, doubts, everything. But what you gain in your growth is so much greater. You may even start to lose friends like I did because at the end of the day, it's a hard pill to swallow, but you start to piss a lot of people off when you start to put yourself first because a lot of people in your life who may have been and gone or they may even still be in your life now actually benefit from you not having boundaries. So if anything, that was a blessing in disguise because why would I want those people around me anyway? Do you know what I mean? It's so important who's in your circle because you want them to be fucking cheering you on and like being a positive influence so yeah you will piss a lot of people off and you may lose people but at the end of the day if something scares you you should just go for it because amazing things happen as soon as you leave your comfort zone and to be honest when you don't move like everyone else moves you start moving different it's going to bother people and too right you're putting yourself first So yeah, a little bit of a rant, but I feel it was needed because I feel the main thing I wanted to get across today is everything seems impossible until it's done. Like, I know it's really cheesy, but I love this saying, Rome wasn't built in a day, but bricks were laid every day. So 
your small steps, however small you think they may be, are gonna add up and you're gonna make yourself fucking proud. So yeah, if you wanna go for something, be that you wanna start taking control of your fitness, your finances, you wanna start a business, whatever, just start because the days you're wasting, hesitating, could have been days of you getting closer towards your goal. So stop talking yourself out of things and stop trying to have everything figured out. Just take action. Just go for it. So yeah, I think I'm going to wrap things up here, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate and comment on whatever platform you listen on today. And I'll speak to you again really soon.